people are great. Everything's great. God is great. Beer is great. And people are great, too. People are also great. And get my last drink of water out of the way so we don't lose any more subscribers to misophonia. <laughs> you stepped in it. I knew it was going to happen. I had a bad week. Let me eat my goddamn ice cream. People were so fucking... They were ready to burn this motherfucker down. All all the good graces we earned from having experienced the world historic flood, people were ready to burn this motherfucker down. Unra- unraveled in a, in a moment by this knots enjoying some fucking dairy-free Ben and Jerry's. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's how that's how the world is, man. People will turn on you like that if they hear you smacking. If they what hear have you, you done for me? It's what have you done for me lately? It's what have you done for me lately? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm joking. I'm sorry. It's, I'm you're sorry sir, that you, you're, you're so repulsed by you're so, the, the one. The one thing brings me any goddamn joy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you apologizing for exactly? My misophonia. You is miso is misophonia when you are you really what does phonia mean? What's the suffix? What's uh, the, the I guess suffix? the sound, sound, phone, earphone, phonia. Does that mean you're like hyper aware of the sound of miso? Uh, well, I think yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's <laughs> you go I into a restaurant you and you're like, what the fuck is that sound? Are they in the back cooking with fucking miso? What's funny about it is, I don't know if I just never learned any table manners or what it was, but. I used to go to my buddy's house, and his dad would jump down my ass as like an eight-year-old because I would be like chewing, like smacking my lips or something. Uh huh. And I've I've never paid attention to that to like how anybody eats. I've just never been that dialed in to watching people eat or whatever. Yeah. But well, it brought it brought back a little PTSD from see what you Marty did, Mullins getting down my ass. See what you did to this man. You not yeah, only you've re- you've took- reduced me to rubble. <laughs> All because you couldn't fucking hack it for five minutes of an episode. I don't even know if it was that long. It might have been the whole episode. I don't yeah, yeah, well, no, it was about twenty minutes. <laughs> I, I was really getting into it. <laughs> Little Mia culpa. I'm sorry. Come back. <laughs> I won't do it again. Well, look, state officials are coming to Letcher County on Thursday to answer questions about permits required to rebuild flooded homes. This is the number one podcast about permits. Yeah, we we really do deep dive into permit permitting right of way. <laughs> we should uh, be we should be car talk, but for permitting. <laughs> yeah, people call in and say, listen. Uh, ask us all their like zoning <laughs> questions and like, I want to build a privacy fence to keep my neighbors out, but the city ordinance says this, and then we just say, well, listen, here's a workaround, uh, based on a precedent from 1968. <laughs> the statute says technically, if you board cattle <laughs> at least three days out of the year, this rule doesn't apply to you anymore. <laughs> Uh, instead of 
click and clack were tick and tack. We're TNT. <laughs> TNT. Tick and tack. Tick the, and tack. The tacky brothers. The tacky brothers. <laughs> uh-huh. Show you how to skirt zoning and permitting laws. <laughs> yeah. I love that they had to, they probably got so many questions and uh, people pissed off in the comment section. They were like, we got to get state officials down here. We gotta get. Is that what that concert is? Of the state officials, they're talking about Chris Stapleton, <laughs> Tyler Childers, and Dwight Yoakam. It's about permitting. They 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 set up a concert with popular country artists so they could educate the masses about permitting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like it's like Dwight Yoakam shows up and as like a permit guy just to like check and make sure everything's like above board. And you're like, wait, aren't you? <laughs> Multi-platinum recording artist uh-huh. and sometime actor Dwight Yoakam, and he says, yeah, by day, but by night, <laughs> I'm just your local neighborhood permits guy. I'm the fire marshal of this town. By uh-huh. You're the winner. You're the lucky winner of our new Kentucky Division of Water Celebrity Permit Technician Contest. And th- like They all have like varied reputations. Like Stapleton is like a little more like... <laughs> Well, <laughs> technically, that ain't 40 feet from the house to that fence, but uh-huh. between me and you, hey, between me and you, it is. <laughs> it was who was Stapleton. And signs off on it. Right, right, right. And Dwight Yoakam is like the hardliner. Uh-huh. Who's the one that takes bribes? And Tyler Childers, uh, yeah, Tyler Childers takes bribes. <laughs> yeah, I'd say for the right price, we can... Uh, <laughs> we can make this work. We can make this happen. We can- we can make this work for us, Jeff. Well, yeah. <laughs> and he just does a little hand gesture. Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they did mention that, actually. The story has drawn outrage from residents still recovering from the disaster. That outrage has, in some cases, turned into threats towards county officials. Dude, they heard the podcast last week where you were like, I'm going to kick Terry Adams' ass. Metaphorically. I rallied the troops. Didn't you I? did, dude. You were, you were like the organizer at the start of every like niche interest organizer meeting from like the 1970s, and also probably union meetings. Who like ha- holds out one stick and says, "See this stick?" And then he cracks it and says, "See how easy that stick is to crack?" And then he holds by itself. out, yeah, by itself. And then he holds out a handful of sticks, and he tries to crack them. And he does, and then he says, well, this metaphor falls apart <laughs> because I'm very strong, but what I was getting at is I, for me, <laughs> together we're harder to break. <laughs> I'm so weak that I would probably have a hard time with just the one stick. I'm like, <laughs> like bending it over my say, knee. Hey, Terrence, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Give that pencil to somebody who can break it <laughs> so that my metaphor doesn't fall apart. <laughs> No, dude, that's literally what happened. Because of the public outcry, the Letcher County Fiscal Court requested that the state DOW Division of Water have a physical presence in the county to answer questions about the law. That's hilarious. They were just like, can you guys, can you send someone down here and get these guys off my bank? (laughs) Yeah. Oh. That lunatic Sexton's roused anti-me sentiment. I need some reinforcements. 
Uh, he sent me some officials and or a smattering of country music stars. <laughs> okay, this is interesting. If you're interested in hearing about the permit details itself, listen to last week's episode. Um, this is part two. Truly the most riveting content we've ever done. And I'm not going to apologize for it. Sometimes all you can talk about sometimes the only content you have in the hopper is permitting content um so the requirement for permits to build in the floodplain is part of state and federal law and was part of a county ordinance passed by the Letcher county fiscal court about 20 years ago but while the law has been in effect for years county officials since then have never actively enforced the requirement in addition, many of the homes destroyed in July's flood were decades older than the law and had never flooded, even though there were, even though many were in the 100-year floodplain delineated by federal flood hazard maps. There's a 100-year floodplain. Uh, I think yeah. I, God, I used to know. Well, about I want to see stuff. the three million-year floodplain. <laughs> What's that? That's where. Uh, uh, There's. W- that's where David Naramore's office sits. That's the three million. <laughs> yeah, it's going to come. It's just going to wipe out only him. <laughs> just one person. Just one person. The three mil- <laughs> The three million year floodplain. That's how you know God has yeah, a ju- real vendetta against you. It's when it singles out <laughs> one person for absolute annihilation, uh-huh. but everybody else is untouched. That was the Moses thing. I mean, that's a common misconception. Like the flood only happened to Moses. Everybody else was totally fine. They just see this crazy guy going down their street on a massive ark, and it's got two of every animal on it. They're like, there there goes fucking Noah again. Did I say Moses? I meant Noah. <laughs> yeah, I think you said Mo. Mo. Well, it's easy to be confused because Moses traveled downstream as a baby. Well, no, Moses and they Noah. They were both involved in water. Yeah, Moses and Noah were like the Gary Busey and... Uh, Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte of the Bible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, easy mistake to make. Uh-huh. Moses was a bit more Moses had magic, really. I mean, dude, he yeah. he he could do some magical shit. He talked to the flaming bush. Mm-hmm. He could yeah, he could do all kinds of stuff. Noah was just like a guy that like was like a prepper. <laughs> and then it just so happened he was right. <laughs> you're right. The there is you're very right, man. The prepper archetype is one that's been with us for a long time. So you as old as as old as the species. Exactly. Don't slander it. Well, as long as we've been around, I wonder like the first if like the first humans were like concerned with uh, doomsday. They're like, "Whoa, what the <laughs> fuck? Uh-huh. We're here. Is this shit ever going to end?" Uh huh. Well, I think like has man just been. Like hanging out until the inevitable collapse from the beginning. Definitely. Well, at the beginning, <laughs> why were we selected to be part of it? <laughs> at the beginning, we were fresh off a collapse. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know what that collapse was. The that collapse being, <laughs> we stopped fucking apes and we stopped. <laughs> <laughs> that was the collapse. We were all bereft. We we're like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were drowning in simian pussy for too long. We had it too good for too long. This early humanity started off 
with a massive depression, not an economic or an ecological one, but like a psychosocial one where we were all collectively sad we could no longer fuck our Simeon cousins in, anymore. And then it's like, okay, you evolve and eventually you get to the Neanderthals. And can you imagine being one of the last Neanderthals, the stigma that would <laughs> hang around on you? Uh-huh. The rest of your kind is dying out. But well, you're of low intelligence. Uh, you still share a few too many traits from the olden days. But you clean. And meanwhile, everybody else is like Homo sapien, and you're like, "Fuck, man, mm-hmm. I'm stuck." The st- stupid fucking forehead. <laughs> She's never gonna like me. I think you would clean up. I think that like being the last of your kind would you get you all kinds of pussy. Neanderthals would be like the himbos of their day. Yeah, like the Homo sapiens are, yes, like dumb as shit, but like you know, chiseled out of stone, like yeah, physically fit. One th- <laughs> yes, absolutely. Wrestle tigers with their bare hands and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's what you want to make. I think that's what you want. Um, where's the rest of this story? Man, I hate the newspaper. Uh, Actually, I love, honestly, I love reading the newspaper. I do the fucking crossword in it. <laughs> Is there a crossword in Mountain Eagle? Oh, yeah, dude, I do the Mountain Eagle crossword every week. Do you? <laughs> the famous, the famous <laughs> Mountain Eagle crossword puzzle. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Weeks after the flood, county officials said they were told by the state that residents have to get a permit from the local floodplain coordinator, the State Division of Water, and possibly the Army Corps of Engineers before rebuilding. I saw a guy, a, a guy that nobody knew existed before last week. It's because no one has that job. I just saw, like, they had a special court hearing this week, and one of the items on the agenda was, like, hiring the floodplain coordinator. <laughs> They they had not done that, so uh, they were like, uh, "Yeah, let's let's just do that real quick." <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of a hell of a thing to think that like Terry Adams is running for re-election. He's thinking, okay, the one thing that's going to galvanize my image as a competent leader is tying everybody up in a, a never-ending stream of red tape in their moment of need right before the election. Right. <laughs> right. That's what's going to get it done. That's what's going to separate me from the pack. <laughs> Dude, so read, the, check out this story. This story was in the Mountain Eagle this week. This is crazy. Buried does in have to do with permits? Because if it doesn't, I'm just not really interested. I'm kind of <laughs> on the interested. permits beat right now. <laughs> it has to do with bureaucracy and paperwork. So okay, it's a close second to permitting. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, this is like buried in the back of the paper this week. Stream of open records requests creating havoc for county's clerk for county clerk's office here and elsewhere in U.S. Um. So check this out. Some supporters of former President Donald Trump are clogging up the Letcher County Clerk's Office with requests for years-old election records just as the office is gearing up for the election in November while dealing with the biggest flood in the county's history. (laughs) 
every I like I like I like how the subtle liberal bias of the Eagles slips in there. Yeah, I I do too. Like, where they're like, oh yeah, they're tying uh, just as everybody's <laughs> dealing with the hardest time ever. <laughs> I like the <laughs> that impartiality or that partiality. Right. Yeah. Rather, that is the best part about the uh, the editorial voice of the Eagle. You know. Yeah. It has that slightly MSNBC liberal. Slightly late 80s, early 90s liberal. That's the house style. To, yeah. 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 Um, but this is a crazy story about direct action. It's a story about DA and getting the goods. <laughs> well, I also think this is hilarious for a couple of reasons. One is because the guy that encumbers the most is the biggest is like the biggest MAGA guy, Terry Adams. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you think he's doing this? Well, I guess it would probably actually be like Winston Meade, but still Terry, I it's, guess by extension. It is. It's the clerk. Um, so actually, Terry Adams has nothing to do with it, right? Because if it's the clerk, that's a whole other office in the county. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying that like maybe... Because it's all kind of got to go through. The buck kind of stops with him. But maybe he's the one that's egging it on. Maybe he's saying, look, we have a right to see all these elections. What if my election gets overturned? That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. He could be behind What us. if it's, yeah, what if like the it was widely reported that the coin was head or tails, <laughs> but it's actually heads. On both sides, it's a two-sided coin with heads on both sides. And they make me give back my councilman Tom Sexton plaque. <laughs> Sir, you never served. You, yeah. As far as we're concerned, <laughs> you never served. Um, so, okay, again, story about getting the goods. Every county in Kentucky is receiving the requests after right-wing activists took to the internet and television, oops, sorry, took to the internet and television promoting a coordinated email and letter-writing campaign. At least three polling places in the county were flooded, and two longtime poll workers died in the July 28th Probably flood. a poor choice of words there. No, they, they mean that literally. Um, oh, it was flooded? <laughs> no, like, actually, with water. <laughs> it was flooded with not water. In, not inundated. <laughs> flooded as an inundated. Flooded as an actual water got in the middle. Yeah, it got into the slots on the voting machine. Uh, started spitting out chads from the tw- 2000 election. People are like, oh, this is wacky. Yeah, I'm waiting for somebody. You know how like uh, the stream brought you a box of old Ned Beatty photographs? Yeah. I hope there's like a MAGA guy who claims that uh, he found a box, like in the same way Joseph Smith found <laughs> those texts the tab- in the woods. Yeah, the tablets. Yeah, like he actually found some... Uh, like uh, redacted voting uh, <laughs> tallies, and there's some in- there's some inconsistencies with how it shook out. Uh huh. This could be the origin of the new Q cult, you know, like this area. Could that would be that would be interesting. Uh, we need a we need a good homegrown cult in the mountains. I agree. That seems like something we should have had by now. <laughs> I, I I need. I need the most chaotic thing. Like, the most chaotic right-wing conspiracy theory I could think of would be QAnon that had somehow managed to work in the Melungeons. 
<laughs> I need I need Melungeon content in my QAnon. I need a Lund- Melungeon in the sprinkles lore. in my yeah. I need L- Melungeon sprinkles in my QAnon dish. You know. Yeah, I'm with you on that. That seems like fertile soil too. <laughs> Hmm. The, 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 the right-wingers nationwide, they don't know what they're missing by not incorporating the Melungeon lore. You know? that I think that's the... Uh, yeah, that's the thing that's going to, like... The, well, that's, they're trying to figure out how to unite and win at the midterms this November. And I think the way you do that is g- going a little melungeon on them. Just fucking going going a little bit melungeon on them. These are people prone to race myths anyway, so it's like it wouldn't be that big of a stretch for them to start adopting it. Yeah. But what would it look like? <laughs> Dude, J.D. Vance, it would you're be... Not, you're not the right. It's like discover your, uh, your hidden uh, Baltic ancestry. Slash native ancestry slash Scots Irish. <laughs> what is the political like sort of value or or valence to the Melungeon myth? Like what to what side does it lend advantage? I guess the right wingers. Right. It's hard to say. It really is hard to say. It's like for the longest time, I just thought it was like some sort of kooky, like you know, kind of like that mountain witch shit yeah. that people get on it's like something that just oh yeah uh but instead of like a great grandmother that could talk to animals it was like you know i had a uh my great great grandfather was half cherokee half turkish <laughs> and then they kind of wait for around for somebody to make like say huh that's interesting they go well it really is <laughs> let me tell you about my family history it's just totally made up oh damn i don't this Wikipedia article treats it like it's not made up. Melungeons are an ethnicity from the southeastern U- U.S. who descend from Europe- Europeans and sub-Saharan Africans brought to America as slaves and indentured servants. Well, that's right. that's correct, though. Okay. But it's the, the sub-Saharan African part. The rest of it. Wait, what did it say now? Descended from who? And Euro- It just says Europeans. This was in the mid... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That is the truth of it. But... What the Melungeon, like, people say, which is funny that we're bringing this up because I was digging for this t- self-same tape measure I'm holding my hand right now earlier uh-huh. and found a sticker from the American Melungeon Society in that same <laughs> bag. <laughs> but, no, what everybody else gets on is, like, there's, like, a hint of anti-blackness to it because like, what they really want is for pocahontas to be their great 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 grandmother and for them to have descended from like some combination of native americans and shipwrecked turks uh-huh. <laughs> but really they're just descended from partly from african slaves that were brought here to labor i see but they but that they don't they don't want to accept that <laughs> they were tr- yeah so this is the yeah this is the famed triracial isolates yeah oh man it's it's been one of those things I've always wanted to uh dive into. I think if you're JD Vance, you could use it to your advantage though. In in some way. What's how do you think JD's going to utilize the Melungeon myth? Well, it doesn't have to be JD. I guess it could be anyone in the QAnon universe. So 
Like, what is the central, like, me- like uh, epistemological basis of QAnon? Is it that reality itself is false? Is that is that the entire sort of philosophical premise that reality uh, as you know it is false? I will be a hundred percent honest with you. I've I got lost in the Q storm a long time ago. You like you got lost in the Q sauce. I don't know how the sausage is made. Also, I just never really took an interest in it in the same way a lot of people did. Wow, sounds like not. I mean, not not that I wasn't interested in January sixth or anything like that, but. When I just saw, like, friends and neighbors saying, you know, taking the oath on Facebook Live. Yeah. I got really disinterested because to me I was like, okay, well, this is going to be like the time they were into uh, Pampered Chef or throwing Tupperware parties. <laughs> like, it would just be the fad of the day and then, you know, yeah. it would be something else. Right. Maybe I was wrong about that. Or maybe it just comes back as something else, you know. It comes back to like the Melungeons. That's what it comes back to. How could, but getting back to what you're saying about JD, if JD Vance came out and said he was Melungeon, like he cannot be racist because he is himself of of Melungeon ancestry. (laughs) So all these spurious claims of him uh, hating blacks and immigrants and uh, everybody else. Uh huh. Like, what if he says, listen, I can't be racist. I can't be anti Semitic. I can't be this or that. I myself am descended from shipwrecked Turks and <laughs> Cherokee Indians. See, in the mountains, those groups intermingled with the Scots-Irish and created what's called the Melungeon. People are like, okay. All right, J.D. Who are the... Who are, I know Fiona Apple's probably the most famous Melungeon. She claims to be Melungeon? ancestry, yeah. Well, dude, if you claim it, it's hard to disprove it. And that's that's its genius. Cuz it throws you off. It's 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 more complex and honestly more clever than claiming to be Native American when you aren't because it throws in some other Ah, uh, see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? It- yeah, it kind of obscures the paper trail a little yes, bit. So it, you can actually make a claim to it without getting like ridiculed as like trying to like uh the oppressor is now trying to become the oppressed. Yeah, like what it like does Like if you were to say your grandmother was Cherokee or something. Right. What it does is it comes at you from three different angles and it throws you off. It's like Hence that's the triracial isolate. <laughs> that's why it's called that. That's where Dolezal and everyone fucked up. If you're gonna try to do that, you have to get creative with it. You have you gotta to Yeah, make a whole new race. <laughs> you can't say you're black or you can't say who was the Jewish girl that said she was uh Jenny from the block. Um was that the Jessica Krug? Krug, Jessica Krug. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's where they all fucked up at. Yeah, because that's like, where they all fucked up at. Yeah, you um, because let's say for example, you do say, "Oh, I'm X race or ethnicity." It's not that hard to go back through and disprove it using all yeah. the great resources provided to us by the Church of Latter Day Saints and their genealogy project. We don't we don't accept any money from them. We're not sponsored. We just appreciate their <laughs> just work. Appreciate their work. Um, but if you do that with the Melungeon thing, then you say, "All right, 
you disproved my Cherokee heritage, sure. But now you got two more to go, bitch. I'm throwing three kinds of smoke, baby. Well, let's see you disprove the other two. <laughs> well done. You've passed the first trial. <laughs> this is, yeah. You thought you had me. I ain't believing us. A video game where you're trying to disprove somebody's, somebody's claims about their ethnicity. I would mean, feel very bad if Melungeon really is a thing. I mean, it's the thing, like, that's why I've never been able to get into it, because, like, generally everything I've read about it, like, the first or second sentence is like, now, this is not, like, a widely agreed upon thing. Like, it always front loads the skepticism, so I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm not going to continue reading. <laughs> well, hold on a second. Is there a list of famous Melungeons? Um, I mean, I know Fiona Apple claims it most famously, but is there are there others? I'm trying to see what we're working with if we were to do like sort of a racial draft type situation. And we got some heavy hitters that some other cultures might want. Maybe Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln might have been famous Melungeon. <laughs> Basically, like any hillbilly whose features don't really add up, they say it's Melungeon. <laughs> Like, if you're a little too swarthy, a little too olive skin, if you have, like, black hair but, like, blue eyes, you know? One of the first, okay, most of what is shown in this search is a list of non-Melungeons, counterfeit Melungeons, if you will. One of the first sites to show this is the Facebook site, Melungeons. Wait, fake? People that have been disproven? I guess so. Who claimed it and they're not? Someone did the work, and again, they... Holy shit! So they've got to the point where they're actually like rejecting people's claims of Melungeon. I think so. Dude, I got I have now I have the perfect thing to do with with some of our podcasting revenues after flood. <laughs> We're gonna start a Melungeon scholarship fund. And it's gonna go to the biggest liar. That's like you know, the kid that's just like says, Yes, my mm-hmm. uh, great 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 grandparents shipwrecked here is <laughs> Uh, from the Ottoman, from Ottoman Azerbaijan, <laughs> in 1538, and then they married Chief something something of the Eastern Band of Cherokee. <laughs> what it and does, then, it, and then <laughs> it it really posits a very fascinating origin myth. I mean, because like a lot of the racial myths in America. They do date back to actual historical, like, waves of immigrants to North America. Yeah, th- and, there is, like, there is, you know, like, uh, you know, like a lot of, there was black folks in the South that claimed to be Indian or Native American to escape, like, one drop laws and stuff like that. So, yeah. like, there are, like, I mean, for but those are for very specific survival reasons, too. Like, this, yeah. this just is, like... Like, you know, like weekend, this is almost like joining like a motorcycle club or getting active in the Kiwanis or something. It's like anybody anybody that's into racial myths and phrenology, have I got the group for you if you're also from (laughs) Oak Ridge, Tennessee? Well, they're all equally ridiculous. Like, I guess if you make up, if you make fun of the Melungeon myth, well, but the thing is, is like you have to have a massive community. I don't know. Because like... All ethnicities in America are based on a myth in some respect. All white ones, anyways. 
the Melungeon one has like a white ethnic identity at its core, right? Scotch Irish isn't that part Scot- of it? Uh, that's there's three parts. Scots Irish is thirty three point three percent. Native American, usually Cherokee, is 33.3%. And then the other 33.3% is some sort of Mediterranean Baltic. And I've heard everything from uh, from Italian to Turkish to people from the Caucasus well, to Ukraine. <laughs> were pe- were, to Melungeons, were Melungeons enlisting to go fight alongside Zelensky in the Azov Battalion against Putin? <laughs> I'm sure if you dug into it, you'd find some guy, some war tourist that also claimed Melungeon ancestry that went over there, there because he believed he had a shipwrecked Ukrainian great-great-great-grandfather yeah. that married a Cherokee princess that also married a, <laughs> you know, a Scotch-Irish fucking frontiersman. Well, I'm saying, like, this story, as the myth itself, is, like, if you track it geographically, it's, like, the Turkish merchant shipwrecks on the shores of north america which and listen then, let's just call it what it is the shadow of the ottoman empire cast a long shadow and continues to cast a long shadow <laughs> that's true it continues to this day i mean really and truly we're all turks if you really get down to it. that's why it's also believable because it really you can't really sequence a genome past a couple of generations but if you really could I bet all of us have the fruits of Islam and vis-a-vis the Ottoman Empire in us. I'd say you're probably right. Like, let's say... Just, okay. my, opinion, just my opinion. No, no, I agree. Like Our theoretical, hypothetical Turkish merchant who shipwrecked here, he had to work his way slowly west across the oh, south. Oh, yeah, that's the other Eastern. part. Like, he, he touches down in, like, Virginia Beach, but he has to get to, like, Kingsport. Yeah. <laughs> Well, That's still a ways to go. In the process, in the process, he romances a Cherokee princess, and it's always got to be a Cherokee princess. Yeah, can't even can't for, just be a standard Cherokee. It's got to be royalty. Actually, the chronology was probably he romanced a Scots a Scots Irish princess. <laughs> so well, when, our women weren't sexualized <laughs> till much later, and when uh, you know. Uh, you had Little Abner and the Mountain Dew commercials and Daisy Duke. And so right, forth, right. Yes. The mythical Scots Irish princess smoking marble reds and listening to Little White. Yeah, she'd be like fine as hell if like she had good teeth. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you keep going west. So then that produces an offspring, right? Like that's the first branch on the family tree. It's right. the Turkish merchant and the Scots Irish princess, and then they they have children, and then is it the offspring of that that then meets the Cherokee, or, or are we talking like a threesome type situation? You know what I'm saying? Like, how are right? You're right. The the essence of what you're asking is how are triracial isolates made? <laughs> is it some sort of wife swap deal? Exactly. Is it, or is it just like because how do you how do you form Thirty-three point three, thirty-three point three, thirty-three point three. Hard to do, honestly. It is pretty hard to. It's hard they to stick to that landing. They need to incorporate another twenty-five percent, and the strongest candidate would have been sub-Saharan Africans, but that shit ain't gonna play. Well, this Wikipedia article says that sub-Saharan Africans are. 
Well, they, uh, that's the truth of the matter. Oh, so that is the truth? Okay, so you're saying... Yeah, once you... Okay, yeah, so there, to the degree that is, you can sequence these genomes, people's ancestry actually cut in the southeast actually yeah. comes. But people can't really countenance the fact that they're they like 164th right. black. Like that like that guy that went on Oprah in the 80s that just... when Oprah's like, your great-grandfather was black, and he's just like, no! no! <laughs> okay, I understand now. So this was a myth made up... To assuage the psychological frailty. <laughs> it's kind of the inverse of, like, black guy is pretending to be Indian to, uh, to you know, to escape the one drop loss. It's the inverse of that. It's like, we're making up this ridiculous origin story to so we don't have to look in the face that we're, like, closely more closely related to black folks than we think. Yeah. So it is racist in its origin. Therefore, 100%. It better serves the right wing, but also Democrats could con very conceivably pass off. There was like, did you see that video going around today that was basically about how every food is healthy? Every single food is healthy? Oh, yeah, I was going to talk about that. Oh, my God, that shit was so... Like, everything is... The discourse on that was, was some of the worst I've seen from everybody involved. Everything is on the table now. So, Melungeons is back on the table. So, if you're like Coca-Cola, you should have a Melungeons campaign. So, if hot Cheetos and Takis are part of a balanced <laughs> breakfast, so are Melungeons. We're in, we're, we're, that's, that's on the table. That's on the table. Oh, my God. That, that shit was so funny because it's like, everybody that weighs in on that kind of shit annoys me to no end. Uh-huh. From like, you know, the people that like, are like really quick triggered about calling out fat phobia all the way to the people that are like uh get on a treadmill fat ass you know like uh -huh. all the, like everybody and everybody in between is so fucking i don't know just so annoying in that whole that whole deal yeah what it was if i remember it wasn't in a video they were showing at a school in california is that even true i think it was it was literally a video from someone who works as a consultant to, like, sugary food. Probably, like, Nabisco or some shit like that. Uh, I think it was, like, Mondelay, I think. Yeah. It's, like, one of those big international conglomerates that I think they make, like... I think they make hot Cheetos and Takis, actually. It's weird, but because that... It's weird that, like, the same people who would be insane about misinformation, that flies past their radar... Like, if, you, if you're, in, like, here's how I feel about all this, okay? If you are incensed, okay, and say that something is fat phobic because you're saying, uh, because somebody points out that, again, hot Cheetos and Takis are, are, if you're somebody that's incensed that, like, the idea that, like, injecting bleach to kill COVID-19 is just, like, so crazy. Yeah, that's what I was. Then, like, you also have to look in the eye that, like, <laughs> And listen, I love Little Debbie Cakes. I will tell you this. I love Little Debbie Cakes. But you really have to look in the eye and say, uh, fudge rounds are not good for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, that shouldn't be a big leap. But apparently, for some people, it is. Well, it's the monster combo from last week. Right, right, right. You know, like, the monster combo should be illegal. <laughs> it should literally not be legal to give in that fact, to people. In fact, people were offering us money to eat one on, on a live stream. <laughs> 
That's how bad it is for you. When people try to goad you with yes. money to eat something, it's uh-huh. generally not good for you. Uh-huh. My heart would literally explode if I ate, if I drank a Monster Energy drink and, or I ate two whatever. What was it? Like bologna sandwiches? or <laughs> No, it was a biscuit okay. with egg, fried uh-huh. egg, hash browns, sausage, bacon, and bologna. <laughs> and it was two of those, right? And then a Monster Energy? And then a Monster Energy drink. Yeah, I would be I would be in the ICU. <laughs> they literally might as well be serving you like they might as well be going to like an irradiated like Chernobyl and getting the uranium rods and like slicing them like bread into little patties and, yeah. and selling you uranium patties under yeah, biscuits. No, it's a lateral move, to be <laughs> totally honest. Yeah, you show up to the hospital, it's like, yeah, it's the third monster combo guy we've got this week. <laughs> My God, he's got to stop selling those things. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that whole, the, all that shit was ridiculous. I mean, there there are there are people that are like, uh, you know, heinous to fat people and everything like that in all, in all the that equation. And... It, the whole shit is tricky, man. I've struggled. I mean, I used to, I was a former Division One athlete. I'm a fat boy, and I've struggled my weight my whole life, and it is a tricky thing, but I think it's like that is a separate question, uh, like, you know, like like giving people their basic dignity. That's a separate question than being honest and candid about certain foods are not good for you. <laughs> well, I think it's <clears throat> what makes it so egregious it's like if someone was saying that on TikTok, I wouldn't really give a shit. But if it's being shown to kids, I guess maybe that's what makes people angry. Is that like if you're an adult, you can make your own decisions, sure. But like if we're just giving kids, if we're letting kids eat like 12 Oreos in a sitting and being like, that's all right. Like it's it's bad for more reasons than just what they were pointing out in this video, like weight right. issues or whatever. Like, right. I mean, you're, you also got to consider like the whole holistic body. Uh, and so I, I don't know, man. I, I, it's just another, it's just, I guess it's just another example of being an issue that's really not going to be able to be addressed under current political economic conditions. Well, well one thing I thought about when I was hearing about that is, is you know fresh vegetables and fruits and so forth are generally not conducive to capitalism perishable goods you know what i mean uh, yeah. so right like if you're going to make a ton of money it's generally not going to come from stuff that doesn't have a very long shelf life so they have to sell you the canned stuff and the box stuff and the package stuff and the stuff that's packed with preservatives and sugar and you know everything i mean i don't have to tell anybody this shit's jammed down our throats our whole life in this country but you really have to think about it in terms of like wasn't it Ronald Reagan that famously deemed a packet of ketchup as counting to, as like a vegetable <laughs> in in like public schools I mean that should give the whole game up about like what we're sold is like oh this is a totally normal add to the fact that our knowledge of nutrition is like I mean maybe given a a a bit of a point to certain folks on the other side of the argument is like our knowledge of nutrition is where surgery was in the 1700s yeah it's it's so individualized yeah like some people could 
probably eat fucking uh you know sleeves of oreo cookies and live to be 97 but like i would my hunch is those people are the exception and not the rule but like there's got to be a way to have that conversation that does not veer into oh you're a fat lazy degenerate piece of shit because you're overweight or you you you're whatever you know like i, I that shit is like uh, to me it's is, is is dead wrong too it's weird i was reading this story in maybe the new york times or something a few days ago about how the government of canada is about to release new like its health agency is about to release new guidelines on drinking and they're basing it off of a study that says that um anything more than two drinks a week is bad for you and like two beers or two glasses of wine or yeah anything more two than cocktails that is, or whatever yeah. is bad for you and i actually probably do agree with that but what was crazy about it is that like they were comparing it to the u.s government's drinking like guidelines like i guess the cdc or fda who are the, whoever the fuck issues those and in america i think it's 10 drinks a week for women and 15 drinks a week for men like that's what they say is bad for you it's like man that's a lot of fucking drinks a week. <laughs> but like ten Oh, I guess the rationale is two drinks a day. <laughs> During the week, right? I guess so. I mean I was well what was interesting was like I was reading that and then I was in the microfilm the other day and I was and I saw like a, I was looking at a newspaper from like ninety seven or ninety eight and there was literally a story in there that said two drinks a day reduce your possibility of or your risk of cardiovascular disease. Like, and you see this yeah, all the time. Yeah, that old yeah. Dude, you see this all the time. There's always these stories that come out there. It's like, coffee reduces your risk of early death, or wine. Yeah, wine yeah it's some sort of counterintuitive thing. Like, actually hitting a bump of cocaine in the morning <laughs> is just as... Uh, has some uh, cardioprotective of, of benefits. You wouldn't think that, but, yeah, putting... Uh, <laughs> A homemade concoction that includes uh, kitty litter and uh, battery acid up your nose is actually <laughs> could be could be conducive to a healthy healthy life. One monster combo a day will have Just one you... in the morning. <laughs> Not going to hurt anything. That is the thing. Like every time someone lives past the age of like a hundred. Or 105, like, they're always interviewed. Like, what's your secret to long life? And it's always, like, an epic, like, lad Bible article that's, like, one bourbon. Like, one bourbon a day. That's your secret. Like, and that's probably... That Willie, might, Willie, it's, they always talk about Willie Nelson. Willie, yeah, yeah exactly. Like yeah, smokes like Willie Nelson man. smokes uh, nine pounds of grass a day, man, and he's old as shit. But you never, ever see anyone say one monster combo a day. <laughs> well, until now that's what we're promoting right i'm gonna live to 102 T mr ray how'd you do it we had one one monster combo a day for oh. like this man wow this wow that's the secret <laughs> sauce huh fried bologna on a goddamn biscuit <laughs> and an energy drink i know energy drink the thing is my point being though is that it's validation of what you were saying earlier. I think that 
and this is, I don't know anything about this, literally fast and loose shooting from the hip here, but it seems to me that like a lot of the methodology and quantitative research in nutrition can probably be, you can, you can get a lo- large amount of data and you can probably push that data in any direction. It's probably very fungible well, is what I'm saying because human beings, what? like individually, our bodies are so varied. Are so very our metabolisms you, you could, are. You could find a subset of people that are going to respond to. There are some people that will live to 106, eat nothing but gummy bears and Fiji water. You know what I mean? <laughs> and other people would die at 37 with that diet from malnutrition. The other thing, too, I think, in all that is like, um, <laughs> try to think of how to like phrase this without like sounding totally insane but like i don't think like listen as a guy that struggled with his weight for much of his life and who has been like as fit as fit can be and uh you know not in the opposite of is of <laughs> the exact opposite of fit as fit can be like <laughs> i'm just really not interested in hearing anybody that's never dealt with weight like weigh in on shit like that yeah like that whole issue because it's like yeah motherfucker because like here's what i know about you motherfuckers y'all can eat like uh goddamn six packs of m&ms but because you're thin you make everybody think that you just uh eat fucking mm-hmm. lean turkey breast and brown rice and uh you know broccoli three meals a day and you work out diligently and it's like no like we all eat bullshit dude i'm the time you I know eat, what i mean I some eat, of us live off gas station food present company included <laughs> i eat so much every day it's insane how much food i eat and like old people are literally always like we gotta put some weight on them bones you know what i mean like always trying yeah. to feed i'm like i fucking eat i eat like four fucking meals a day and well, I well, particularly in the South where we eat for entertainment. Yeah, when we're You're bored. You're bored. Uh, let's go eat. You know what I mean? Like other places, it's like, oh, let's go for a hike. Let's go for a bike ride. And we're like, ah, let's go get, let's go to that barbecue joint. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's, well, a, it's a tough question. But here's the other thing, too. And it's one, and it's the thing that I kind of hate about the people that are like being a little pedantic about like, and preachy about like food choices and personal responsibility and all that kind of shit. It's like, like what, man, like we're a country that like, they're like the state food of every like state is called something like big Don's belly buster or something. You know what I mean? And like every, every, we all go to places that would have been on diners, drive-ins and dives. And it's like, nobody wants to be told like, what to eat or like from a political perspective how do you feel like how do you feel like that's a winner you know right, what i mean right. i think it's different there's people that like very have, have pointed out like we should be honest and candid about like these big corporations and like them trying to sell us that oh actually having 200 grams of sugar a day is perfectly healthy and you know like they have <laughs> bottom lines that are yeah you know tied to all this kind of propaganda we've had shoved down our throat like even the low fat debacle of the 80s and 90s you know right like where you just like you took out fat because fat was the bogeyman but then you just replaced it with a bunch of sugar and people were eating them snack well cookies to uh you know north of 200 uh cholesterol right. <laughs> and high blood pressure and everything else 
but the whole question is plenty of room for debate on, and it's all individualized, you know. So like, I, I, I see like people rightly calling stuff out, but then I see other people being like, yeah, fuck you. It's like, uh, yeah, like uh, kidney failure and high cholesterol is totally normal. We shouldn't. That's just a construct. And it's like, it's a little more complicated than that. And also that, that shit is tired. <laughs> yeah. Because there's people that run 12 goddamn miles a day that have high cholesterol because of hereditary issues and have to take statins and everything else. Like, this is a very complicated thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, like, what's not complicated is that the there are corporations that stand to... I mean, it's just like when they came up with Oxycontin. Like, they literally marketed it as something that would be good for you like right they even came up with this concept of like pseudo addiction and <clears throat> same with benzos and stuff yeah for the for the erratic housewife yeah, of <laughs> it's just dude what it is is like we just attach morality to fucking everything whether it's food right, or drugs right. or whatever when in all actuality misophonia these, what it would do what misophonia <laughs> And it's like that. There's just corporations that are making massive fucking bank off of all this stuff. There's no moral valence to, or there's no moral weight to doing a drug or eating a specific food. It just is what no. it is. Do what? Yeah. No, yeah. No, you're right. It's just like it. It just is what it is. And yeah, sometimes we eat uh, asparagus and turnips, and sometimes we eat the monster combo from. Yeah. Double quick. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And uh and and so that makes it because we're Americans, I guess, I don't know, maybe politics is like this in every other country. I have no idea. But here, like we have to attach morality to every single thing. Right. Like, not, like there is no materialist analysis to it, analysis to anything. Like materialism right. is not a thing that is prevalent in American society. No, it's just here's the here's the topic du jour. How can I get fake mad about it? Exactly, and and, and how ascribe am I... some sort of moral standing exactly to and your, how to your choices regarding it? Exactly, and how am I a good person for having X position on it or whatever? And why? And here's why you're a piece of shit for <laughs> liking uh, poutine right. or poontang. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. Whereas, like, I, I think, like, as adults, as materialists, which is which means you're an adult, truly. Like, materialists are the only, like, Marxists <laughs> are the only, the, <laughs> the only adults in the room. I think we can just say that, like, there's massive forces out there trying to cram this shit down our throats. And a lot of us do it willingly, myself included. You know how many drugs I've taken? And it's bad for me. But I do it anyways because, like, pharmaceutical companies make it very easy to do. I mean, right? It's and fun uh, to do, <laughs> and fun. Yeah, doesn't mean it's good for me. Doesn't mean I'm yeah. a bad person for doing them, unless I'm hurting other people in the process. Then I have to like step back and uh, look at it. But like, there's no moral weight to putting the thing inside of your body. Yeah, it's, it's, what it, what it is is people yelling at a video collectively. Yeah. <laughs> And just and just throwing out a bunch of just yeah just piecemeal takes that don't really equate to much yeah um 
I need to watch the video. I've not even watched the video. Sometimes some videos give me anxiety. I would literally have an easier time watching a beheading video than a video like that. (laughs) (laughs) I could could watch an ISIS beheading video. (laughs) Much easier than I could watch a viral video that everybody's weighing in on on Twitter. I'm not exaggerating. In the slightest. Oh, like, I have a much higher tolerance for snuff films than I do for the video du jour that everybody's mad about. Literally, the other. last week it was like there is like video. Oh, there is video of Steve Irwin getting killed by Stingray. And I was like, hell yeah, let's fucking find that shit. <laughs> now that shit up. <laughs> I want to see how the king met his end. <laughs> Oh, man. I got to finish this article um, about the the MAGA, the Trump train, the QAnon warriors, patriots, um, doing some DA, some some getting the goods. Finally. (laughs) I love it. Getting off their ass (laughs) and doing the thing. They're getting the goods. Um, So, anyways... Back to yeah, they supporters of President Donald Trump clogging up Letcher County Clerk's office with requests for years old election records. Open records requests. That's the funny thing. Like I filed those like just as like a journalist or like a sort of lefty concerned citizen or whatever. Like it's something that you traditionally associate with leftists, I feel like. Like filing like open records requests and like FOIA requests and shit. Yeah. Um like against okay, so three polling places in the county were flooded and two longtime poll workers died in the July twenty eighth flood. Oh, I didn't even know that. That's fucking crazy. Some other poll workers lost their homes and cars and clerk's office employees had similar damages. <clears throat> Against that backdrop, Meade's office is receiving multiple open records requests per day seeking information from elections as far back as 2015. Some of the requests are from people claiming to have plans to file lawsuits and demanding preservation of voting records as far back as 2019. Federal law requires that information be retained for 22 months. It's killing us because we're already limited on workers and all this flood disaster stuff we're having to deal with. It's five or six times as much work each one of them is having to do Winston Mead said the county clerk under Kentucky law public agencies are required just, to respond add a, to- little, add a little color real quick uh, Winston Mead's also an amateur veterinarian and he used to be the guy, the go-to guy to get your cat fixed in the county before there was a vet here it really yeah he had like emus and ostriches running around on his property too it's pretty wild that's tight that's pretty tight Did, yeah. isn't he a Trillbillies fan I don't know. Maybe. Did <laughs> I just make that up? We should get him on. That would be so tight. Or, or one of his family members? Like, is it? Might be. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Shout out. Remember. If you are. If you're listening. Um, we'll help. We'll come hold. Come help hold the line against the Patriots. I will. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they're going to do a January 6th on our county courthouse to get the records. It would be so fucking tight. <laughs> that would be so... Dude, it would be so fucking... It would be... <laughs> it would be the stupidest thing you can imagine. They're going to they're gonna have the QAnon shaman come down. 
I want to know, listen, God damn it. I want to know the real result of the 1986 Constable <laughs> District 2 race. And if you don't provide me that information, I am not leaving. <laughs> Wait, would you go be the, the, the local QAnon shaman in this equation? I, I would do it. I'd be the QAnon shaman. You would show up with the horns and stuff. You'd be like, Winston, I don't know what to tell you. That. They want the records. You're kind of like the uh, the reasonable sh- QAnon shaman. I'm the reasonable shaman. QAnon sh- <laughs> Listen, I don't want to uh, <laughs> unleash these beastly hordes, but listen, they do make some cogent points. <laughs> Under Kentucky law, public agencies are required to respond to open records requests within five days, and with a short staff and a looming election, the requests are taking time away from other duties. Well... The Patriots didn't know that, guys, that you can't you can't hold this against them. They did not know that the county would be unless they did. Unless this was a coordinated attack to gum up the works of the administrative state, man. Man, they are laying their bodies on the gears, man. What you got to do? It's what you got to do. It's what you got to do. You got to grind it to a halt. Uh, some up. Oh, I guess that's what it says. Some experts say that's the point. Matt Crane, head of the Colorado Clerks Association, told the Washington Post that the requests are a denial of service attack (DOS), a term normally used to describe hackers who access a computer system repeatedly to max out its resources and crash the system. Crane told the Post that Mike Lindell. I knew it. I knew Mike Lindell would show up here. The pillow man, a pillow man, and the towel man. I've talked all. I've talked on some past episodes about his towels. <laughs> his towel, his towel technology. Yeah, his theory that China is making cheap towels bad so that the average American won't be dry enough. <laughs> oh, so we're gonna be a bunch of wet boys. We're too girls. wet. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. you can't. So you his can't towels win the battle against communism if you're damp. His towels make you dry as fuck, dog. Okay. Um, Mike Lindell, pillow company owner and Trump supporter who put out the call for requests to be made, could have made the requests himself. Instead, he called on thousands of supporters to send them in. They put out this call to action for people to do it, and they know it's going to inundate these offices, especially medium and small offices who are understaffed and overwhelmed already. They know exactly what they're doing, he said in an interview. Matt Crane said that. The requests here are coming from outside the state or from other parts of Kentucky. What the fuck, dude? They're targeting our fucking county government from like... The calls come from inside the house. That's man. right. Like Elizabethtown. Some fucking MAGA asshole in Elizabethtown is causing is calling Winston Meade to get records on the 2016... <laughs> I guess. <laughs> also hilarious because... Trump won pretty easily here. Wouldn't, wouldn't these uh, Wait, obstructionist efforts be better served in, <laughs> I don't know, Massachusetts? <laughs> what the fuck are they looking for exactly? What smoking gun are you looking for? Your guy won. <laughs> the requests here are coming from outside the state or from other parts of Kentucky, including a request from a Republican state senator who has already drawn the ire of the Republican Secretary of State, who dismissed her in an interview with the blog Kentucky Fried Politics as having no reputation or credibility in the legislature. Um, 
Her name's Adrian Southworth, Republican from Lawrenceburg, is well known as an election denier, traveling the country, spreading conspiracy theories that the presidential election was stolen. Southworth sent emails to all 120 county clerks requesting precinct names. Is this the is this codes. the person that tweeted stop teaching kids pronouns and teach them grammar? <laughs> I think so. Which is the best thing I've heard since Jamal McGlure famously said the 98 Kentucky Wildcats were starting to show spurts of consistency. <laughs> um Southworth sent emails to all 120 county clerks requesting precinct names and codes. Sample ballots, recapitulation sheets for each voting machine and its total votes, voting center plan documents, and spreadsheets showing every voter who voted, including supplemental. That includes Tom Sexton of the Socialist Workers Party. God, I'm <laughs> fucked, dude. I'm the only SWP voter there, I bet, that time. They're going to find your ass in the back of the book. They're like, we knew it. The smoking gun we were looking for this whole time. <laughs> the smoking gun we were looking for. <laughs> Um, only only long term listeners of Trillbillies will get that one. That's a that's a deep deep cut. Yeah, if if assuming Apple Music hasn't taken it down, <laughs> go find the right. back of the book, one of the earlier episodes for context. Um, she wants that information for both the primary and general election in 2020. Secretary of State Adams told the Mountain Eagle on Tuesday that Southworth has a right to request documents the same as any other citizen, but said she should not be using her public office to further her political agenda. Reached by email, Southworth said the request... Okay, this is a picture of her. It has a picture of her right here. Um, same as any other citizen... Okay. Reached by email, Southworth said the request is for a legislative purpose and focused on previous election bills she introduced, which did not pass. This particular request was inspired by a, constitu by a constituent asking for a specific data in a certain county I had not looked at yet. I then decided if I do both my whole districts, both old and new after redistricting, what about all the other districts who have legislators with the same questions? God damn. This person is a fucking idiot. Um, Adam said Southworth has partnered with the pillow guy. <laughs> <laughs> referring to Lindell, who called on his supporters to send the request. After Adams was quoted by the Washington Post, Lindell posted a video on YouTube insinuating that Adams stole the election, which he won in 2019. Oh, it's this This is their... They're turning on their own. I don't know. I don't know if Secretary of State Adams is a Republican or a Democrat. It depends... Oh, like, I thought it meant Terry Adams. No, it's kind of confusing because... Sam Adams wrote this. Terry Adams is our county judge, and the Secretary of State is named Adams. I don't know his first yeah. name. <laughs> so it's confusing. A lot of Adamses. <laughs> Just like at the founding of America. <laughs> Just like the founding of man. Yeah. Sethworth. It's like the founding of our species. Uh, Sethworth denied coordinating the request with anyone else. But video available online shows she appeared with Lindell on stage and appeared eight days before her request on Lindell's website, Frank Speech, along with Stephen Knipper, whom she described as her election expert. 
Knipper ran against Adams in the 2019 primary, an election expert. Um, another request came from Yehuda Miller, a county Republican committee member in Teaneck, New Jersey, who asked for a spreadsheet containing, quote, in the sequence processed by the county, every ballot, its sequential ID, its timestamp, its method of voting, the specific votes for all races, and other information for every election beginning with the primary election in 2015. To be clear, I'm not requesting a summary report of votes, Miller wrote. I'm requesting a pre-ballot report. Okay, this gives me an idea. All the, like, I feel like every time I've gone to file a request with the archivist, every time I've gone to the archivist, I always feel like I'm annoying that person with my request because I always feel like they're like thinking of me like, oh, this lefty commie hippie bastard thinks he's going to take well, us down. Well, it's probably not that so much as it is you get into that role thinking that you're never going to have to work a day in your life and then somebody <laughs> comes in and it's like makes you work a day, multiple what, days multiple in your days. life. Yeah. Um, but with this situation, like the right-wingers are pissing the archivists off and the clerks and so we could get in there. We could worm our way in there and be like, you know, we're the good guys here. Like, you, you know, know, hey, you know who's not who's not <laughs> annoying? The le- the American left. Right, right. Now I'm going to need to see your land holding documents, 1973 to 1991. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to need to see property tax records. <laughs> uh, a good one would be to get all the. It is kind of heartbreaking when you see. You can go back and look at records of people getting fucked out of their land and mineral rights by these coal companies. Uh-huh. And a lot of times they can't even sign their name because they're illiterate. They just like put a mark. Uh huh. Um, that happened to me just yesterday. So you got fucked out of your mineral rights yesterday. Just yesterday, yeah. I got fucked out of my what, mineral. What rights. did you have that was valuable underneath the ground? <laughs> Diamonds. I diamonds and lithium <laughs> diamonds and lithium and uranium and monster <laughs> yeah. monster combo biscuits had been burying for years if <laughs> now enriched into uranium <laughs> someone came by and stole those minerals out from under my feet. those precious minerals Can you imagine, like, during that time, though, those people probably thought, oh, this, this dumb bastard wants some rocks out right. back here. Right, it'll never me, happen. He's going to give me $20 to dig around, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's an honest mistake to make. Yeah. A request from Bobby Sue Coleman of Vine Grove in Hardin County contains the identical wording in Miller's request. It's hilarious. She just copied and pasted it likewise the request from nancy k wood in conyers georgia while formatted differently contains the same wording as requests by both miller and coleman a request from kimberly fowler of morganfield in union county asked for a number of computer system reports including a log showing quote all actions performed on the system and all log entries information that national experts have said would compromise the election system yet another email sent to all clerks in the state is from a woman named Mackenzie Hardju who identified herself as concerned citizen of Kentucky member of Kentucky stands United. Oh, God. Anytime it's, you always, get a, it's always some variation of that. Anytime you get a concerned citizen, that's, that's no good. Concerned citizens are no good. 
it's like yeah it's it's really a coin flip if you're going to get like you know like the martin county concerned citizens good but then like usually it's just somebody that's yeah well to trying to make some paperwork for somebody right to conceive of yourself as a citizen requires a very interesting kind of ideological sort of formulation right like most people i feel like most poor people you know because we've all sort of internalized the capitalist realism or whatever don't really conceptualize ourselves as quote-unquote agents of change and so to <laughs> to conceptualize right, as it happens conceptualize yourself as that as like a concerned citizen you have to have some idea of yourself as someone who actually can make some degree a, a of, very specific type of brain disease <laughs> yeah 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 not not to say that like every person who is in those groups is of a certain class but anyways uh i don't even know what the point i'm making i do like her label though concerned citizen of kentucky member of kentucky stands united that request has a subject line that reads notice of prospective litigation demand for records retention and includes an attachment titled Evidence Demand. <laughs> I love these boomers just attaching like Word documents that just says like Evidence Demand on it. <laughs> yeah, and it's like all garbled because it's like Windows XP <laughs> version's not been updated. All right, like they they conceive of themselves as like hackers in the dark room in the green screen in front of them, like they're. Like I'm about to fire this torpedo. They're not going to be able to maneuver out of this. <laughs> they, wait, they, wait, wait till they get knocked off their ass with my documents. And meanwhile, these are the same people that will uh, show you like a obviously doctored video is like irrefutable proof of something. You know, exactly. Like a photo of the sky that <clears throat> they think they seen Queen Elizabeth's silhouette in in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that guy, that guy that showed us that he kept in a Ziploc bag and it was like an obvious, like, he did. yeah, he's like, you see that angel in the clouds? <laughs> and me and you're like, oh, for sure, man. Oh, he kept, he was that, proud of that photo. He kept it in he, the Ziploc bag because he was to worried. Protect it. Yeah, to protect it. Um, <laughs> just, yeah, firing off the torpedo that'll take down this whole system, man. Just, uh. An attachment of a word document that just says evidence demand. <laughs> God grant me the confidence of of just like a QAnon person with outdated technology. Oh shit! Hard you do. Yeah, that is kind of amazing. Like that is like, you know, much is made about that generation about like all the wind they had to their back and and all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. which is not necessarily true in a place like Eastern Kentucky, but probably a lot of other places is true. But like, like that also emboldened them to think that like they could overthrow the government using nothing but like a fucking uh, gateway laptop Windows ninety eight on it. Uh -huh. That like you, you get on Facebook, but it's all pixelated and shit. Uh huh. You know, like then they they in in that whole package they have the tools to lead an insurrection well and like the idea of them getting this information and then spending 
any more than five or ten minutes looking at it before their eyes glaze over and they just get up to go fucking turn the TV on and you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no way they're sifting through this fucking data like they're Woodward and Bernstein or whatever. Just like we're gonna crack this case, man. But that's who that that's that's what they fashion themselves <laughs> after. And then the other thing is, like, these are the same people that like if they're uh, if they're <laughs> if their husband left their Facebook. Like, didn't log out of his Facebook. They'll get on there and say, hacked by your wife. <laughs> Those kind of people. Uh, you can always tell that the husband's not cheating if it says, hacked by the wife. <laughs> and if he is cheating, the next day they have a joint Facebook account. That is true. They Yes. It's <laughs> a truism. Like, cause and effect. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Harju did not give an address. However, her email indicates she is the tennis coach at the private Sayers School in Lexington and lives in Richmond. <laughs> She's a private school tennis coach, man. Damn, Sayers is like where all the rich kids go here, too. While the clerk's offices have to respond to the requests, the requests here may be moot. Meade said the records they are requesting were stored in the basement of the Letcher County Sheriff's Office. The building flooded on July 28th, destroying all the documents stored there. <laughs> that's what I misread earlier. I thought. I love that. That's, you know, sometimes Sam Adams knocks it out of the park, and he knocked it out of the park with that one because he could have put that paragraph as the second or third, but he did put it as the last paragraph, and that's a great payoff. Props to my man on that editorial decision. <laughs> yeah, you probably don't, you probably don't get the props you deserve, Sam. But here we are giving them to you. Um, that is pretty funny. Just all the fucking files just wiped out by the fucking fun. Just man, I mean, Mike Linda. It's just an. It's just kind of like it's kind of like the Rufo thing, but it's. Also, like, with Lindell or Rufo, like, they can just bring down chaos on, like, private members of society. On Well, I guess, like, you know, Winston Meade, the county clerk, that's a government office. That's not a private individual or institution necessarily. But, like, we are dealing with a fucking, you know, legendary flood. Like, we don't have fucking time for this shit. Like, you know what? It is kind of funny that, like... These people, like, if these people are so mean-spirited that they pick a town ravaged by a natural disaster, once in a thousand-year natural disaster, to, like, pull that bullshit off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh. that, like no sense of, like, tact or decorum or anything. Yeah. Because they feel like they've got, like, a mandate from God to reveal some truths about the world or something, and they're all a bunch of fucking losers with mm-hmm. brain disease. Where we're really... Where we're really going to be in trouble is when they start asking for birth certificate records because they're looking for Melungeon proof of Melungeon descent. <laughs> yeah, and, they're, and they they won't take uh, <clears throat> they they won't take uh, family records tracing the 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 progress of the Ottoman Empire into the Appalachian Mountains anymore like they used to. Like when I was going to college, all you had to do was. Point out that your great great grandfather's name was Mamet. Uh. Won't work anymore. <laughs> they need irrefutable proof. Uh huh. Well, um, so I guess that about covers it for this week, right? Do you have anything else you would like to bring to the class? 
I don't think so. I think I tried to keep my, I tried to check my misophonia at the door. <laughs> I try, also tried to check my misogyny. <laughs> A lot of miso words that I've been, I check at the door every time I come to do this now going forward. You're check. right to call me out, take food out of my mouth to do it. But hey, you had to learn a tough lesson, you know? Check your misogyny. You had to take food out of my mouth to get me to quit putting food in my mouth during the show. To come in this room, you are going to have to check the three misos at the door. Misogyny, misophonia, mesothelioma. Those misinformation. Three. Misinformation. <laughs> the big four. <laughs> the four. Misogyny, misophonia, mis- mesothelioma, and misinformation. Yeah. <laughs> Get those out of here. Get those out. If you want to do a good podcast, you can't bring those in. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, if you're wondering where this comes from where this particular grievance of Mr. Sexton's comes from, go over to a little website called patreon.com and listen to the most recent Patreon episode and decide for yourself if the ice cream, if the non-dairy ice cream eating was prohibitive. I edited it. I feel like I'm kind of sensitive to that stuff. I mean, I don't really care. Maybe it annoys me for like five minutes, but that's just because it... Used to annoy my mom, and she used to just like slap the shit out of us if we were fucking Sounds eating like with her. Pavlovian with you, <laughs> yeah. That so, really like... bother you, but like when you hear somebody <laughs> smacking their lips, you just remind you of your mother exactly. physically hitting you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So like, I'm pretty sensitive to it already, but uh, I didn't even find it that uh, whatever. But if you would like to judge for yourself, it's with gonna cost you five dollars, <laughs> gonna cost you five big ones to be annoyed. <laughs> Patreon.com, P A T R E O N.com slash Trailbilly Workers Party. Go sign up. Uh, I, I thought I thought the episode was good regardless. I thought, I mean, you know, it's a classic <laughs> when somebody smacks their lips for 20 minutes and you still turn out a banger. So. That's right. That's, what I'm, that's exactly right. Um, so go check that out. Uh, Patreon.com slash Trailbilly Workers Party. Thanks for listening. This week, uh, we'll be back on Sunday with a Patreon episode. And if you aren't over there, we'll see you right here. All right. Bye-bye.